We all need good mental health and well-being. It's essential to living happy and healthy lives. That's why during this final episode of our two-part special on mental health, I'll be speaking with Dr. Ajayi about ways in which we can improve our well-being and focus on self-care in order to live happy, healthy lives. The biggest global event of our lives, the COVID-19 pandemic, affected everyone differently and lots of us noticed an impact on our mental well-being. Many people across the country have responded to this by finding solutions and activities that work for them, but some are still unsure where to start. During research for this two-part special, it was great to come across the NHS-approved Every Mind Matters campaign, which encourages people to find out what works for you in order to support your mental health and well-being. I'm Anika Allen, host of the Black Magic Podcast, and we'll hear more on this as I get into conversation with Dr. Ajayi. Hi, Doctor. So for everyone listening, let us know what kind of doctor you are. Thank you, Anika, for having me on the Black Magic Podcast. Um, I really feel very highly honored. So I'm Dr. T. Ayodele Ajayi, and I'm a consultant psychiatrist. So basically, what all that jargon means is that I'm a doctor who has specialist training in uh, management of mental health problems. Fantastic. So why is kind of mental health and well-being so important to you? The human being is a whole package that we are not just um, our bodies separate from our souls or our beings or our spirits, that really everything ties together and that our physical health impacts on our mental health, our mental health impacts on our physical health, and it impacts on our social life and just the way we perform generally in life. And when our mental health is not in the right place, then it's only a matter of time before every other thing falls apart. So it's very important to look after our mental well-being. And what made you want to work in this field specifically? Psychiatry was something I actually fell into, not something that I went for, so to say, but I'm glad I did. I, I think it's one of the best things that, that, that has happened to me. Now, why is it important to me? Um, very earlier on, after I qualified as a doctor, I very quickly found that the best way to spend quality time with your patients and really spend a very long time with them, getting to know the person behind the illness is actually to practice psychiatry. Because in psychiatry, we look after physical health problems, we look after mental problems, we look at social um, problems, we look at the human being from way back from when they were born. Uh, and you really get to know people and develop a very close therapeutic relationship with them. And of course, importantly, you can also make impact. You do actually change people's life. You change the trajectory of people's life and you improve outcomes. So that's what attracted me to psychiatry. And to be honest, I've been stuck ever since then. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> so it's amazing that you, um, you're of service and you're helping people to be their best selves through your work. Absolutely. 55% of ethnic minorities say that during COVID-19, it's had a negative impact on their mental well-being. I mean, why do you think that is? Yeah, that's for a number of reasons. Going to that survey that you just quoted, which was by the Office of Health Improvement and Disparity, what they found was that, yes, that percentage of people, Black adults, said that COVID-19 pandemic had a negative impact on their mental well-being for several reasons. Social isolation, feelings of loneliness, some people had their incomes affected, people could not interact. So it was a combination of several things that went wrong during the pandemic that we used to take for granted. For instance, even at some point, people could not exercise at the initial part. And we do know that all of these things have an impact on our mental well-being. 
And of course, people who maybe they were on the brink before the pandemic just tipped a lot of people over the edge, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a tough time. And especially for those, I guess, having to shield and not go out Mm. at all and not being able to exercise and feeling very Mm. isolated. I mean, from that same survey, 52% listed they were worried, they had anxiety, and they were Mm. some of the top challenges that they faced, followed by stress, low mood and depression. So when you're feeling like that, what should you do? I think that when somebody is feeling like that, that's half of the solution. The reason being that you recognize that you are not where you ought to be. Because sometimes even when people are unwell, they are not able to recognize that there's something going wrong. So the first thing I would like to say is that there are quite a lot of little things that we can do to have great returns regarding our mental well-being. For instance, one of the campaigns that the Office of Health Improvement and Disparity is engaging in currently is the Better Health Every Mind Matters campaign. And it's really highlights the little things that we can do to take care of our mental well-being. So the first thing I will say is things like looking after your body. Exercise is a good thing. Eating well, we know that socializing, engaging with people in your community, if it's a friend, if it's a phone call, a Zoom call, a life size call, whatever it is, um, not getting so busy rushing around that we don't really engage with life, smelling the flowers, listening to the birds chirping, those very little things of life um, that we take for granted. No, that's some great advice. And I've recently used this NHS Mind Plan as well. Five simple questions online. And then you received a personal mental health action plan and it gave you practical tips to help you deal with your stress and anxiety, to help you boost your mood, sleep better, I guess, feel more in control. Absolutely. Um, And also I like that if you didn't like the suggestions that it gave you, then you could simply say, no, give me an alternative and then new advice would appear. A few tips that it provided me was there are lots of little things that you can do to be more active and that can help to lift your mood. And I know that I've been working from home throughout the pandemic. And and before when I was in the office, you know, I'd be getting up, going to get a cup of water, going Mm. down to the canteen. And now I just sit at my desk. I'm definitely Mm. less active than I was beforehand. So just reminding me to get up, stretch my legs, every so often I think that was a good reminder for me. Those little things actually have a great impact on the long run in terms of how things then pan out. The very interesting thing as well is that the survey that we referred to earlier actually showed that 94% of black people, black adults who responded to the survey actually said that it turns to exercise to try and improve their mental well-being. That was remarkable relative to about 51% of the population. So that's good thing. a good thing that actually we black people are responding to those things. We are getting the message and doing something about it. And even of particular, um, I was very glad and my heart was gladdened when I also read that um, 60% of those who actually turned to exercise said they found benefit in terms of anxiety relief. And also that 50% of those said it boosted their mood. So it, it is working. And uh, that's quite exciting. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, again, one of the other tips it said to me was trying to do a little activity every day. And Mm. I'd say lockdown one, I did. You know, my sister actually um, teaches kind of exercise classes. So she was getting up every morning at eight and doing her Zoom exercise classes. But after that, it kind of stopped. And I feel like I just came just really lazy Mm. and not doing anything. And and probably even my mood got a bit down. So I definitely take that on board to kind of try and do more exercise and obviously I couldn't play netball and netball is my relief it's a it's a sport that I like to do but obviously team sports stopped during lockdown so um so I found that quite difficult 
And also uh, one of the things it told me as well is to kind of try and put down my devices to try and wind down mm. before bed by avoiding Absolutely. using my phone and tablet and computer, which is definitely something I find difficult to do. I think that's something that a lot of us find difficult to do. It's, it's something that it's work in progress for every one of us. Um, there are also apps that you can install on your phone that actually makes your phone shut down at a particular time. You can set the app. And in fact, I, I once listened to, um, to a public speaker who actually said that the, the password to his app has been given to his um, wife such that if it's downtime for his phone, he cannot get that phone working again until it's due except it's why it gives him the permission. I mean, that's how hot it, it was for him because he knew he was getting, he was spending too much time on the screen and he knew he had to do something about it. So there's oh, quite well. a lot of ways to get around that. I don't know if I could lose control that much and give my password to my fiance so I can't um, <laughs> get into my phone if needed. <laughs> that would probably cause me anxiety. I can imagine. <laughs> I don't think I've got to that level yet myself. <laughs> I mean, during the pandemic, I mean, how has it impacted you personally? Yeah, that's an interesting question because for, for my situation was that um, during the pandemic, whilst everybody was at home, at least maybe in the bubble of their homes, I was at work, uh, being a clinician, working in the NHS, which was a very busy period, of course, as you can imagine, but I was still having to go out to work. So it, it impacted me in that regard in terms of being away from the family when people who were living in the same bubble were sticking together. And of course, there was also the fact that my workload had increased. So I was working longer hours. And so I couldn't go to the gym, which was the normal place where I get relieved. That's the place where I clear my head. So for me, it then meant that uh, I had to find all the other means of being in a very mentally strong place. And one of the things that I then did was that I began to jog um, locally. I've never, I've never really before then had the motivation to to pound the to pound the pavements. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> my thing. <laughs> and of course, maybe the other thing is that I then found myself in a position in which I needed to support a lot of black young people who were also going through very difficult times. And I think that was a positive thing. It took out of my time, but what we do also know is that actually looking outside of yourself and supporting other people, it's actually beneficial for mental health, kindness, random acts of kindness, volunteering, taking part in charitable um, activities, actually makes you feel better about yourself, which is quite interesting. No, I completely agree. You know, makes you happy to feel that you've helped somebody else. And yeah. definitely during um, all the lockdowns when you'd see people setting up local WhatsApp groups and asking neighbours, do you need help for shopping? Mm. And people are kind of clapping for their NHS and picking up, yeah. you know, shopping for others and helping each other. It did feel like a time where even though we were so isolated, we did feel connected. Absolutely. Which was a good thing in that way. And yeah. so... Outside of running and um, helping others, is there anything else that you do for your own self-care when you're not working? Yes, um, thank you for asking. So I like to look at that as in, in three aspects. And sometimes at my workshops, these are, these are the things that I teach. So I like to look at it as um, taking care of my spirit, my soul, and my body. And the interesting thing is psychiatry, neuroscience is now telling us that there is actually, apart from our bodies and our minds, our souls, our thinking faculties, our areas of emotion, that there's actually also a third part of us, our spiritual being that, that needs taken care of. And um, for me, the pandemic was a time when 
um, I needed to focus more on that area in terms of my Christian faith, my devotion. And interestingly as well, science is now telling us that being grateful, things like gratitude, things like meditation are actually helpful for mental well-being. So I would usually then start the day doing my devotion, praying, and also studying the Bible and thinking about it. But also, um, in terms of my body, I've talked about exercise. Sunlight was a particular one for me. So many times I would leave the clinic rather than sit down in the office to have my lunch, I would actually go out and just get some sunshine. And that made me feel well. So because we do know that sunlight is linked to manufacturing vitamin D and that vitamin D deficient, when you are short on vitamin D, it could actually affect your mood. And of course, in terms of taking care of the soul, uh, music is something for me. I do enjoy listening to music. I enjoy writing and of course, connecting with family and engaging with nature. Just being in a chilled place, listening to the running waters, the chirping of birds and just connecting with nature is a very powerful thing for me. Amazing. Sounds like you keep very busy outside of your work, work day to day. <laughs> so what I wanted to do was ask you some quick fire self-care questions. And it's not just you that has to answer them. I'm going to answer them as well. So, so don't think about it. Just say the first thing that comes to your head. And I okay. ask them, so, yes, exactly. So um, how do you feel at this moment? I think I feel chilled. Pleased. Me, I feel good but not necessarily my best self in myself physically I definitely need to do more exercise and get a better handle on some of the food that I'm eating but generally not too bad what makes you happiest I think what makes me happiest is uh, being with family and feeling that I'm making contribution to community Um, there's a sense of purpose yeah how about you Pretty similar to you. So I live in London, but the majority of my family are in the Midlands. And so being around my family when I get to return home and see them and spend time with them. But then also while I'm in London, my friends, because my friends here are like family as well. So I get into spend quality time and make memories with them, especially after the last few years we've had where we haven't had the chance to connect in person as much as we would have liked. I know. And so what are you thankful for? Yes, I'm thankful for family, for friends, and for the basic necessities of life that we take for granted. No, I'd agree with that as well. You know, during the um, pandemic and the beginning when lots of people were furloughed and people were losing their jobs and things, I was definitely thankful for that. I knew I was in a stable job, stable company, mm. that, you know, I didn't have any concerns in that area. And I know for a lot of people, finance can be a big worry mm. and mm. play a big part in feeling anxious, feeling depressed, et cetera, and things. And that was one thing that I've not had to worry about. So I'm extremely thankful for that. And so what brought you joy this week or this month? That's quite an interesting one. (laughs) And I think that's going to surprise you. But but really, what brought me joy actually this week and this month has been taking part in the Every Mind Matters campaign. I know that sounds like it must have a very boring life, but to think about the impact, not just the impact it's making now, but the generational impact it's going to make. All of these are recorded things, and you don't know who's going to listen to them in two years' time, and it's just going to be the penny that will drop for them and impact their life in a positive way. When people's lives are richer and better from the contact that I've had with them, that gives me a lot of joy. Amazing. My answer is not going to be as um, deep as yours, doctor. 
<laughs> um, I guess two things that brought me joy this month. Um, one, um, so I play netball, so I'm back at netball after everything that happened over the last few years. And hmm. I played um, a match where I actually played a really good game because I've been feeling really rubbish playing lately because, you know, I had um, I had a baby and then the pandemic happened, so I hadn't really been playing and feeling the best on court once I got back but actually I had a good game and at the end of that game I got asked to play for the county team for a wow. game and I was like so it just shows I was like oh my my game's coming back my energy's coming yeah. back and so um so I was definitely and and I had to move a lot of things around in order to be able to play that game because it um it wasn't on my schedule um but wow. I did it because I, I was like actually I've been asked to play I want to show commitment and actually just I was happy to know that my game has improved um, with that, so that definitely brought me joy. And then I think just seeing all the activity that happened um, in the last month of events and things. So I went to a UK black business show where there were so many black people connecting, networking, trying mm. to get work, um, entrepreneurs that were showcasing their businesses. And just to see um, the level of black excellence in one mm. space just yeah. Um, yeah, brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, I, I think that's that's equally impressive, if not more impressive, actually, uh, b- because being able to juggle your life, um, having a baby, <laughs> I recall that very, very much. And uh, I can imagine what um, you've had to move around and for you to be on top of your game. And you don't particularly look like you just had a baby as well. So <laughs> I think you've done a good job. <laughs> well, she's not quite a baby anymore. She's like two, so, but still. <laughs> uh, it's, still it's still very... <laughs> takes a lot of time thank you and um lastly what do you love about yourself ah, that, that's an interesting one um i think the fact that um i've now come to accept myself that, that was a journey but um a lot of us struggle with who we are or, or how we look but i think the fact that i've now made peace with that i'm going to be an introverted person and i'm comfortable with that this is the frame that I've got and I'm comfortable with that. So really, I think that's what I like about myself, the fact that I've now come to make peace with who Ayodele Ajayi is, and that's okay for me. Amazing. and uh, I think that's wonderful when you have that kind of reflection and revelation about yourselves and, and you are at peace with that because then no matter what anybody else says or does, you know you're confident in yourself and you know how you feel. So Anika, what do you love about yourself? Um, what do I love about myself? Well, recently I did, um, I don't know if you've ever done one of those insight tests where it kind of tells you what your personality is and what you what you like in a work capacity as well. And so I did one of those insight tests. There's lots of different ones like Myers-Briggs and business chemistry, yeah. et cetera, and stuff. And so I came yeah. out of the bright yellow, um, being a kind of creative, sociable individual, which I knew anyway. And, things. and one of the things that really came high is um, building relationships and helping others. Mm. And, um, and so I think what I love about myself is that um, no matter what, I think I always put others first, but not to the detriment mm-hmm. of myself, but mm-hmm. I always can see the best in others or what others need in order for them to either succeed or to kind of move forward in their lives. And I, I, I don't know, I just, I'm just able to see this bigger picture and connect them mm-hmm. to the right people, the right space, mm-hmm. the right place in order for them to um, be their progress. best selves and things and to progress. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I love that about myself and I love it that people see that about me and say that to me. But yes, yeah, so I think that's something that I love about myself. Yeah, I think that's impressive because I think that's played out so well in the ethos of our Black Magic um, podcast, because who knows where this is going to go to? I mean, some of the podcasts that yeah, you are making, who knows 
how many years down the line um, somebody's going to hear it. And so thanks for doing that, because if you do anything extra from what you what your regular uh, day job is, you are stretching yourself. Thank you. Just the takeaways from this. So anybody listening and think five things that they should do to help their mental health and well-being. What would those right. five things be? OK, so the five things will be I'll refer to the Every Mind Matters campaign again. And the place to access that, to access the mind plan is www.nhs.co dot uk forward slash every dash mind dash matters so the five things will be one reframe your thinking um, it's not the event that happens to us all sorts of things have happened over the pandemic but it's not what happens to us that um, actually matters but the label and the interpretation that we give to it so reframing our thoughts can be a very powerful way of uh, helping our mental well-being the second thing i'll say is get good sleep Sleep is a very powerful mental well-being tool. And of course, the other thing is connecting with friends and family. It's very important because it helps us to lift our own mood, to boost our own mood, to boost our energies. And of course, the other thing is also to live healthy in terms of um, looking at our um, lifestyles. And of course, the other thing is do something for yourself. Celebrate yourself. Uh, you are worth it. You are unique. You are loved you are special so a lot of us get hung up on who i am i'm too tall i'm too short i'm too large i'm too skinny i'm too black i'm not an introvert i'm not an extrovert accept who you are you're just fit for purpose those would be my five five tips oh, fantastic and and i'd like to add just you know having a focus on positive thoughts rather than negative mm -hmm. thoughts i think Absolutely. um sometimes you know if you focus on the negative that can um particularly if you're predisposed to depression and anxiety and other mental health conditions, that's probably not very helpful. I mean, you're the expert in that. <laughs> so, but um, that's one of the things that I think, so I think just trying to think positively and kind of reframe your thoughts yeah. as much as you can if you are feeling down. Thank you, Dr. Ajayi. I've Thank learned you, a lot. I'm going to actually ask you one final question. So if you could give some advice to your younger self, what would that be? <laughs> to my younger self right okay i think i'll say um um enjoy life and enjoy the journey of life sometimes as my younger self uh, i was too caught up in being in the journey that i wasn't enjoying the journey if you see what i mean um mm. so embrace the ups and the downs it's all part of life and at the end of the day you'll find out that it was all part of the script and now I look back and I think, oh, it was all part of the plan. Actually, I didn't see it at the time. And the other thing I would say is to embrace mentoring. There were many mentoring opportunities in my life that I missed as a younger person. And in the Black community, we are awash with mentors. Um, so please do avail yourself of that opportunity. People who will, not, who will really loan you their own wisdom and they will save you from going through the pain that they went through. Those would be the two things I would say to my younger self. Amazing. I think that's a good point in particular about the mentoring either being a mentor or a mentee don't be afraid to be either and yeah. I always say just ask you know all mm. somebody can do is say no and yeah, no absolutely. could be no not now and um but even if it is there's somebody else that out there that will say yes so mm. just don't be afraid to reach out and ask and and yeah. to get that mentor you can have more than one mentor as well absolutely. for different yeah. for different areas of your life so yeah. um definitely great advice Listeners, just remember to um, help build resilience and maintain good well-being. There's a range of resources for everyone at Every Mind Matters. 
including an interactive quiz, your mind plan, and to get top tips and advice relevant for you. Search Every Mind Matters to see what works for you. And catch every episode of the Black Magic Podcast by subscribing on ACAS, Apple, and all good podcast apps. Spread the word and share the magic.